What is up, everybody? This is week 11, episode 11 of DWC. Make sure you guys can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify Podcasts, as well as you can talk to us and look at what we tweet and what we post on Twitter at DWC2022. And look on Instagram at Defense Wins Championships 2022. Instagram will be more popping. Might make a TikTok for next season because we will be on camera. I'll probably be saying that every week just so you guys can know that um, you can see us probably on YouTube when we live stream it. or We'll still be dropping the audio for those who are audio listeners. But those who want to see our beautiful faces on camera, we will be on camera for next season. So hopefully the next season is as chaotic and crazy as this season is right now. Um, got some noteworthy games. Got about six of them and some major headlines. Um, I know my co-host woke up to a flurry of text uh, and messages and an audio message um, about one of our headlines. So that should uh, that should be a fun headline to talk about. Um, I'm going to just throw in my two cents on there, and then that motherfucker can have the floor. Um, but let's go ahead and get into our first noteworthy game of the week. Uh, first noteworthy game of the week is the Texans at the Bengals. And the Texans stole one here, 30-27. to 27. Or did they actually steal it, or were they leading pretty much the entire game? Yeah, so it is good that... My team, I mean, my team got fucking embarrassed by CJ Stroud, but he ain't break no record on us. So I will say that. <laughs> <laughs> will say that. What was the it record was, he broke? It was the uh, passing yards of a rookie in a oh. game. Oh, okay. So, like, he, uh, okay, yeah. Wait, no, no, no. That he, was last week. Yeah, that was last that week. Was last I thought game. you meant like. I thought you meant as. Like first nine games or something mm. like that. First, he probably games. he probably has something, bro. He's just the well, runaway rookie. Of the year. Either way, he threw for three fifty six on y'all. <laughs> so yeah, but I mean, like to me, here's the thing: the Bengals are still a good team. Joe Burrow's still a good QB, but this year we have some serious issues here. I mean, yeah. it's week nine. Or, no, 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 it's week 11. My bad. It's week 11. You just came off a four-game winning streak. You're at home. You're facing a rookie QB. This defense is not what it's been like the last two years, in my opinion. They're getting gashed through the air. It's a bend-don't-break. Maybe they've always been like that. Obviously, I don't pay that much attention to the Bengals. But to me, there's no – it's like like allowing almost 400 yards through the air and then – over 150 rushing yards to Devin Singletary, 150 is a little bit excessive. 172 yards to Noah Brown. Like, what in the actual fuck are we doing here? The secondary looks lost. Um, Joe Burrow obviously didn't have his greatest game, but he he played well enough to keep him in it when they were down by 10 late in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Um. I see the Bengals' defense as opportunistic, but I don't see them as a good defense. And I think that is going to hurt them. And this is just like this type of game, to me, has obviously with the latest news in the Browns, and we'll talk about it later, but like this is the this is what me and you have talked about all year. It's like the Bengals start slow this year with a fully healthy AFC North. Um, 
there's they're not gonna be able to catch up. And mm-hmm. this game and this week specifically to me was like, yeah, this is one of those weeks that is pretty much showing that the Bengals aren't gonna get back in the division race. Mm-hmm. Obviously, news broke, but um they lost to the Texans at home. This should be a gimme. And I know yeah. the Texans are playing well. But you're the Bengals. You've been the AFC North division leader the last two years. You went to the Super Bowl not two years ago. You shouldn't be losing this game at home. Yeah, so I apologize to the Bengals fans. Your team about to get roasted by me. No cap. This I'm about to, I'm about to unpack a lot. So if you watched any of the game any any of the listeners if you watched any of the games i know the bengals fans did this man cj took y'all out back i mean on the run throws on a rope it was nasty cj stroud uh, obviously runaway rookie of the year but i mean is it is it crazy to say that he should be in mvp talks like he literally has brought this texans franchise to like now we're seeing Texans player, not Texans players, Texans fans out the woodwork making Twitter accounts. Like, like when has the last when is the last time we've seen Twitter avies in like Texans jerseys? Well, you like, know, I've seen, I've seen so many CJ Stroud like avies and Tank Dell avies. Well, you know, the last time we saw that was Deshaun. Yeah, when he was a rookie for the Texans, and then the few years that followed. Right, like. CJ Stroud, this man is fucking amazing. I can't say anything bad about him because he cooked my team. But yeah, the the like seventy yard touchdown, Noah Brown. The fact that he didn't get hawked because he's not a burner. So the fact that he didn't get hawked, crazy. I think that the Bengals, um, like you said, on our opportunistic defense, and it's better. the The thing, the thing I think is the issue with the Bengals is the back end. Some people forget that they did lose both of their back end players. They lost Jesse Bates and Von Miller. Not Von Miller. Um, Von oh, Bell. my God. Von Bell. They lost Von Bell. Jesse Bates went to the Falcons, and Von Bell went to the Panthers. Um, and I think their corners are just not good. And I think the replacements that they have for their safeties are not good. People were literally telling me this is a perfect piece, Dax Hill, Dax Hill. Dax Hill's getting cooked. So the thing, the thing, and I see it on my team because uh, Minka's out right now, so I have two strong safeties playing, one of them playing free safety. It's better. That's why when that's why the defenses that are not good or not overall good are better in the red zone is because you don't have to stretch out the defense so much because you have that back field from the back of the end zone. So that's why a lot of the defenses look better in the red zone because they don't have to worry about someone beating them back for like 30 yards. It's more condensed. It's capped in with yeah. the with the end zone. So um, that's why the Bengals will look better on, in the red zone than in normal. But this is this is uh, this is alarming. Joe Burrow can't win you uh, all of these games just by himself. And that's how that's how it usually is for a lot of teams, unless you have like a Patrick Mahomes. But that's when he had Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. Like you're gonna have to have defense to get your offense back on the field. Now I know that Burrow's been missing T. Higgins, but I 
we're in week 11. I'm not, you know, nobody's going to be fully healthy. If someone's fully healthy, then you have literally the best luck in the world. But no team's ever going to be fully healthy. Uh, especially yeah, and, now. yeah, it's just, I mean, we can talk about the future of both of these teams. I think the Bengals have four division games left, which is not mm-hmm. very ideal because we are one of the like hardest and most physical divisions in the league. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about injuries. Most of the time, the injuries happen within those games. They play the Ravens on a short week this week. And then they go turn around and play the Steelers at home. Like the next two weeks, honestly, three weeks, they play the Jaguars in three weeks at the Jaguars. Th- these are They'll just have not... yet to play us. Yeah, they play you after this week. So they yeah. play the Ravens, Steelers, Jaguars. But then they play you guys again, and then they play the Browns last game of the year. So, like, it's not going to get any easier from here. Um, and are we like, is it safe to say that like this Ravens game is a must win for them? Yeah, I think it's that's what's going to make it like harder because I think it's a most it's a must win for both teams. Which we're going to talk about both the Ravens. Teams. Do you think so? Yeah, I, we're going to talk about the Ravens later, but the, I, the yeah, I think for both teams because the Raiders, I think the Raiders have. I mean, the Raiders, the Ravens have to figure out. Because I don't think Ronnie is gonna. I don't think Ronnie is gonna come back. So <clears throat> you need to start stacking up the division wins, bro. Yeah, especially with. I mean, it's not like the Steelers and Browns are fucking like two and five or uh, two and seven or fucking three and whatever. Like we're both six and three. Like, well, like I've been like, have to stack up the division wins now. Well, yeah, like we've been preaching for two to or I would say two to three years now, is that a fully healthy AFC North, the Bengals don't win it. You know what I mean? Yeah. We've been preaching that for two years, but no Bengals fans would listen because they're seeing, like, it's it's just crazy to me they think they own the AFC North. And I have a lot more respect for the Bengals than you do. But yeah. the fact that they think they own the AFC North because they win the overall record outside of the division – is crazy to me. Like, they have a losing record in the AFC North with Joe Burrow. So do you think you really own the AFC North, or do you own the rest of the AFC or the rest of the teams you play outside the North? Because the North owns you. You're the worst team in the North in terms of playing each other in division. Yeah, they're lucky this isn't like college. Yeah, and like fucking, yeah, where it matters completely only on conference division standings mm-hmm. like they're very lucky over the last two years because they wouldn't have even won i i just don't i like it makes no sense to me yes you can beat teams outside of our division but you like even with the browns you've won what once in three years against the browns while the steelers and ravens can still get a game on us each year and then Against the Ravens, like, they struggle against the Ravens, a losing record in the AFC North. They struggle against you guys still. I mean, I just, it makes no sense to me. Like, this year is the year that I said, and I've been, me and you have been preaching for two years now, that if the rest of the AFC North takes takes care of business, Jesus, I can't even speak right now. It's been a rough day. Takes care (laughs) of business over 
outside of the division, which they have so far, the Bengals will stay in last place in the AFC North. And so far, that has held true through 11 weeks of football. Yeah, um, it's been – if if they'll find out quick, if we all – I mean, realistically, it would not happen. But if we all end up with, like, the same – if we if in, in a vacuum, if we all ended up with the same record, they would be last. Yeah, like, barring what happens, to me, the two most important games left on their schedule, which is funny – because I think it is the two Steelers games. Mm-hmm. What happens in those two Steelers games, I think will decide a playoff spot. Yeah. Barring what happens with the Browns, obviously the Browns could completely drop off a cliff. But, yeah, I think those two games are important, and I think the Bengals are going to have to win this Ravens game and then win both of the Steelers games. Because even if you're a Bengals fan, do you have much confidence in winning that last game against the Browns? Even without our starting QB, like... I don't know anyone that can tell me with a straight face, yes, we can beat the Browns. <laughs> that is a Bengals fan. Enough about the Bengals. The Texans, I think we need to start considering them a legit playoff team. Yeah, they're in the playoffs right now. Um, they're fortunate that they're catching this like fire in, in the division that they're in in the AOC South because the division is free. Um, they've even they've beaten the Jaguars this season. Like That's going to be big down the stretch. And I said this um, before, like before we started season two of the podcast, I was one of the, I was one of the few in our friend group. I was like, yo, the Texans, like I would take their over on wins. Like the Texans have a good group, have a, a great incoming coach. Their draft picks are really good. Like on both sides of the ball, their first two picks have been really good. So watch out for the Texans, man. They could, uh, I think, uh, this team and how they play for each other and with each other. And I think this team could go somewhere. Yeah. It's a, the AFC South is super interesting because the Colts, Jaguars and Texans are all still right there, mm-hmm. especially with the Jaguars losing this week. Yeah. Yeah. That was an interesting game on Sunday though. All right, let's go to the next game. We got the Browns at the Ravens. The Browns ended up coming back 14 down in 10 minutes on the Ravens to win on a last-second field goal, 33-31. to What a fucking game. What a fucking game. And I can tell you right now, the Browns, and like I've said on a few wins this year, the Browns that I have always known mm-hmm. would have never fucking came back in this game. As soon as the Ravens went up 14-0, lights out. And I know about... 65% of the fan base probably already chalked it up as an L. But now let me tell you the difference in this team. All right. And it's sad that this is going to be the last time I talk about this. This man, Kevin Stefanski, when we were down 15, it was 17. Wait, what, what was the score? 17 to 6. For which, yeah, yeah. Am I tripping right now? No, I don't think you're tripping. I feel like I'm tripping. 17 to 3 is what it was. No. I am tripping right now. You good? No, I'm not. What am I thinking of? At least you're honest. 
Yeah, I'm I'm off the gas right now. <laughs> it was seventeen three, then seventeen six. I'm really tripping right now. Cause didn't we? No, okay, that's what it was. All right, I had it backwards a little bit, but we were down seventeen to nine at halftime, right? Mm-hmm. Which, for somehow, we were down seventeen to nine because it felt like every fucking possession, the ban- or the Ravens were on our forty yard line. It felt like they were always going to get points. They have Justin Tucker. It's going to happen. Our defense fucking kept us in the game. Barring the first drive, our defense is like phenomenal. They always give up a scoring possession on the first drive. It happened in the 49ers game, Colts game, Ravens game, Seahawks game. It's like the teams just march right down the field like we're the worst defense in history. Obviously, it doesn't help when Deshaun starts the game with a pick six against a division rival again. But the true testament of this team came in the third quarter. When this fucking man, it was 24 to 9. That's what it was. 24 to 9. It, they came out the half. The Ravens got the football. Odell Beckham went, what, 60 yards on a slant route? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk about Ronnie Stanley. We already talked about him. He got hurt this game. But that man knocked out Denzel Ward. I have things to say about it, but I'm not going to. He <laughs> knocked him out on a dirty hit. And then, so that's why Mike Ford Jr. was in. And the crossing route happened. The slant route happened. Odell Beckham went 60 yards and scored on the very, it was like the sixth play of the drive or something. Um, they were up 24 to nine. Everyone's sitting there. This game's fucking over, right? And I'm sure a lot of people thought that too. Hell, it was 14, nothing. I was getting texts that we're going to get blown out like the lions. I didn't believe that shit. Cause we're better than the lions, but easy, not easy. The lions got beat by this team. By what, 35 points or something? It was 24 to 9. All right, let me get back to the point. I've been sidetracked this entire time because I got lost. <laughs> the first drive of the third quarter, this man, Kevin Stefanski, drew up a 17 play, 75 yard touchdown drive with a two point conversion that capped off the drive. That right there is the fucking difference in this team. And in any Browns team that I've seen in the past 10 years, because we are not quitting in games. We have yet to get blown out besides the DTR game against the Ravens at home. But other than that, it's been a close game every single time. Any type of adversity, and trust me, there's a bunch for this team. Because immediately after that, we allow another touchdown like in two plays because of a fucking muffed punt. So we got that we got that score. We fucking are down seven again, finally. Because it felt like forever until we were within this uh the reach of this game again. We stop Lamar. We fucking are like, yeah, we're ready to go. Lamar can't even move the football on us. And then a muff punt by a former Ravens player. Shocking, because Clowney and Odell had their best games of the season against us. Two people that were on the Browns, right? That's just how it is. You're better when you're off the Browns. Remember that. <laughs> Fucking remember that. But we muffed a punt, and then the Ravens got the ball back. They go up 14 again after like 20 plays because there was 18 flags on us that allowed the Ravens to score. But it didn't fucking matter. You know why? Because Deshaun Watson was fucking perfect in the second half. 
This man, after the muff punt touchdown for the Ravens, he went down in six plays in two minutes and scored a touchdown. And then we fucking got a pick six the very next drive, missed the extra point. We had a bunch of euphoria, and then it was just shot down because we're the Browns because we want to lose games. And then we stopped Lamar again because Lamar is not good against us. And then we go down again, five straight scoring drives, five straight, led by Deshaun Watson and Kevin Stefanski. And then this is it on the year because Deshaun Watson played the entire second half with a broken shoulder. 14 of 14, 135 yards in the touchdown, made plays with his legs. He had a high ankle sprain. And I'm fucking depressed now. But we won the fucking game. The Ravens and the Browns tried to lose this game 100 times, but the Browns came on top. That's just not like a Browns team that I've known my entire life. I hate this team. <laughs> <laughs> I love it because we're resilient, and this still gives me hope for the season, but like, this win was the biggest win in probably 25 years for the Browns. Like it was the biggest win, biggest precursor win to the next game leading up to it. The fucking Steelers at home to take the division lead if the Ravens lose on Thursday night. And then just despair the next day. How did, <laughs> did you take this game? Uh this game was this is a great game. This game is crazy. Um it's it's everything that you would want in a division game. Um, two teams that just absolutely fucking hate each other. There's going to be dirty hits. There's going to be um, celebrations. There's going to be taunting. It's everything that you love in a nasty-ass AFC North game. Um, I did think that Odell was going to score just because I have a theory that everybody plays well on the team that they're formerly on. Except for Porsche, who dropped the muff punt. True. Well, it helped Crochet. out. The <laughs> uh, yeah, it helped out the uh, his fucking older team. That goes against the whole theory. True. Well, it can't be hundred percent now, can it? But it's pretty damn close. It's close until you're a Browns player. <laughs> How it works. Well, typically you don't get too many former former people. Usually, people leave the Browns. You know what I mean? I don't know. Well, there. Um, but yeah, this is a great game. Um, cannot believe the Browns got the victory after what was just a mid half from Watson in the first half. Um, he was absolutely perfect. Pains me to say that he was absolutely perfect in the second half. Um, and yeah, it did feel like holy shit like watch out for the browns like if they can play the second half like they like if they can play a full game like the second half like they're gonna blow out teams and then just it was just it's just the news today it was just awful for the browns fans and it is unfortunate not unfortunate for the rest of the league but it is unfortunate for browns fans um yeah game was game was lit Hopefully, all of the, hopefully like this week in football, the division games that we have, both all the AFC North teams are in division games. So, hopefully, it lives up to the game that we saw uh, last week. 
I pray it does because that shit was must see TV. And you rarely ever say that about a fucking Browns game. Hey, Browns have been must see all year. I, it really does suck though because like turning a corner is what I would call this game. Like this was one of the biggest wins in the last 20 years, like I said. And it just felt different. This team feels different. They're resilient. They don't fucking quit. And it just just a gut punch this morning. Unfucking believable. But it was a hell of a game. Um I don't like I know there's this whole trend talking at least on the Ravens part here that Lamar can't finish games or John Harbaugh doesn't know how to finish games and his teams don't know how to. I mean, I really don't see this as a problem yet. Mm -hmm. I don't see it as a problem yet because I do think, yeah, everyone can say, oh, you just lost to the Browns when you were up 15. But I, I really do think people haven't respected the Browns at all this year to this point. Like, yeah, they've talked about the defense, but they're still like, oh, they haven't played anyone good. Our defense is real. It's like here. So what the defense did to Lamar in the second half is very, very much real. And Lamar's not going to see defenses like that a lot. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, yes, it is concerning when you're losing in the fourth quarter to teams. And it shouldn't be happening if you are a Super Bowl team, but let's be fucking honest. Are we really that worried about the Ravens? I don't, I'm not worried that they're going to have issues. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm really not. Like, I think Lamar's a good QB. I think they'll fucking get it together. They still have one of the best defenses in football. They just need to work a few things out, and it'll be fine. I think the Browns are actually solid this year, and... They're going to give anybody they play issues. So I don't think this is a game that's like, holy fuck, panic mode for the Ravens. I really don't see it that way at all. Shout out Deuce, who's a Ravens fan. <laughs> I know he's going to be listening, but trust me, I still have the Ravens as the number one AFC North team, and that's not changing after the Browns win or won this game. Even Deshaun... If Deshaun didn't get hurt, I still would have the Ravens number one, and that's why I put them number one this year on our division picks. So I'm really not worried about it. I mean, maybe it will bite him in the ass in the playoffs, but I don't I don't really see it happening in that type of fashion. Yeah. When they get to the playoffs, it's not going to be a fourth quarter collapse. It's going to be a close game. Who can finish the game? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's not going to be the Ravens are up 14, 15, 20. It's easy to get relaxed in those type of games. But when you're in the playoffs, none of the games you play, you're going to win by 20 points or yeah. be up by 20 points most likely, especially in the AFC and what we've seen. So I don't think there's room for concern yet on the Ravens' side. Um, Anything else on that game? Or are you ready to move on? <laughs> I know I went on a fucking rant. For absolutely no reason, but because our season is finished. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's go to the next game. The 49ers at the Jaguars. The 49ers steamrolled them 34 to 3. And this game was never fucking close at all. 
Now, how important is Debo and Trent Williams? Or is it just a facade and the 49ers have still been good? They just haven't played good football the last three or four weeks, I guess. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's always going to help your team out to have a Hall of Fame uh, left tackle on the field and then top 20 wide receiver. It's always nice to have your team, your off, especially your offense, like everybody um, there and healthy. So the 49ers, the 49ers, everybody fucking scored except for Christian McCaffrey. So salty to all the people that have been doing the Christian <laughs> touchdown with all your money yeah. and lost all your money. Even he was like, everybody's everybody scored except for me. So my fault at all. But, and he was close to scoring, but uh, yeah, the 49ers, it's just like everybody. I mean, I chose the Jaguars in this. I was kind of wild and out. I didn't, I didn't. It was like, it'd be tough to see the 49ers lose again, but I think everybody needs to shut up. 49ers are a great team. Not all great teams end up in the season 17 and 0. You get some losses in there. Some, how the hell did you lose games? Always. <laughs> so I think the 49ers are still one of the top three teams in the NFL. Um, and the Jaguars, it's it's weird because the Jaguars, like, I think they're a good team, but sometimes they either get their backs blown out or they lose the teams that they shouldn't lose to. And if you were, like, I remember, like, when the Jaguars were uh, getting that winning streak. And, you know, the Jaguars are a good team. I think they are. But it's, it's this game is when you see, like, okay, this is a good team. And this is a top three team. Like, let's have some, let's pump our brakes here and get some realistic expectations. Um, I did think the Jaguars could win this game, but I thought it'd at least be closer than the final score. Um, the 49ers just cooked them on all facets of the game. And I think the 49ers are like, yo, like, we're here. We're going to, you know, like, this isn't. Panic mode. We're still trying to win a Super Bowl. Um, so I still think the Jaguars, like I said, are a good team. But I think like next year, um, they really need to add some additions to the parts that they're missing in the team or that they think they're missing in order to get over that hump. Because like we said earlier, the Texans are moving down, marching down, and they're only going to get better. Um, their young players are going to get more years of experience, and they've already shown crazy potential. So the Jaguars need to um, get their shit together in order to make some noise in the AFC, because it is not it is not easy getting out of the AFC. Yeah, I think I think this game really just like exposed them to a whole new level of issues because yeah. they are just. I mean, they're starting to get into, like, the Seahawks-Lions territory of they haven't beat anybody. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Their best win is against the Bills. And is that a good win at this point in the season? Yeah. And I really think – I mean, it doesn't help that the 49ers had a bye week and they had Chase Young added in that bye week. You know what I mean? Yeah. But in saying that, 
getting beat by 31 points at home is never a good look. And they got beat by 20 points against the Texans. They lost to the Chiefs at home also, <laughs> 17 to 9. But to me, like the the weakest link on their team is their O-line. And it mm-hmm. got fucking manhandled by the 49ers. Yeah. Like not even the Browns O-line without Conklin got manhandled by the 49ers. I get it. They got Chase Young. That's a whole different story. But still, like, I mean, you're not winning anything important in this league without protecting the QB. Mm-hmm. And I think Trevor Lawrence this year has the highest pressure rate out of any QB, right? I, think I know it's up there. One of the highest, if not the highest. And I get it. Pressure rate is crazy. But when is Trevor Lawrence going to turn the corner? Like, do you think he's ever going to get there? Is the first year he was in the NFL that detrimental to him? I mean, he's he only has nine touchdowns and he has six picks. He has not had a good year this year. Yes, they're winning games, but, like, who is comfortable saying Trevor Lawrence is going to beat Pat Mahomes in the playoffs or Joe Burrow in the playoffs? You know what I mean? Yeah. It just has not looked like like they have beaten nobody. The stretch that they won, it was the Falcons, Bills, Colts, Saints, Steelers. Name me a good offense in that besides the Bills. Maybe the Colts. They beat the Colts twice this year. Falcons, Bills, Saints, Steelers. They lost to the Chiefs, Texans, 49ers. They don't have a good win on their schedule at all. And the time they beat the Bills, they were in London two weeks, and the Bills had to travel to London. And they only won by five points. So I don't have a lot of stock or faith in this Jaguars team. I love Trevor Lawrence. I thought he'd be a really good prospect, but he is just not playing to his potential. And it could be the O-line. It could be the receivers. But I'm just not seeing it for the Jaguars at all right now. Yeah, um, I do think, like you said, I do think Trevor Lawrence um, is a great prospect. Um, Maybe he can't live up to the expectations that we had for him. Um, because in college and just like overall, like they're calling him like this, this was touchdown Jesus best prospect since Andrew Luck. And I know maybe for like the younger audience who doesn't know who Andrew Luck is, Andrew Luck was a fucking phenomenal football player. One of my favorite football players I've ever seen in my life. And that's why I still believe over the Browns, the Colts or the worst franchise I've ever seen in my fucking life. Um, because they let that man retire early because they killed him. So, it is tough having to follow after that. Um, I do believe maybe he needs another year. I don't think years can be detrimental, but what we've learned from that, like, Urban Meyer, Jaguars, like, team, like, that was hell. Like... There was so much shit going on there that it just probably cooked everyone's mind and mindset. But I do think Doug Peterson is really good for Trevor Lawrence. So it's just like, are we going? It's the same thing with Herbert. When, how many times are we going to have hypotheticals and wait for a QB till we just are like, okay, this is this guy's ceiling? 
I will say you can only say there's so much potential for somebody. Let me interject there. Herbert, his stats show better than Lawrence. I'm saying in terms of like winning. Winning, I get it, but like winning isn't a QB stat. It's not. Like, do you like I I flex Deshaun Watson is five and one on the year, but is he the reason they're five and one? You know what I mean? Is Kenny Pickett the reason they're six and three? Well, no. Fourth He's quarter, not fourth quarter, Kenny. No, but who puts him in that position though? You know what I mean? Like, there's so many factors in football that give wins and losses and determine games overall. Like Herbert is to me. Yeah, on- but when it's when it's a minute fifty left, you you got the ball. Are you the guy or not? Are you going to get that score or not? And like Herbert, Herbert. Can throw Herbert throws for like you know five thousand six thousand fucking yards. I have no problem with him airing the ball out because his arm talent is top three in my eyes. But when it comes down to it, and maybe it's outside forces, you know, with their coach and their defense still being ass. But even when it's close, they still lose ball games. And like I always say. The offense gets the ball back. And it's still, we're still having, you know, if with the hypotheticals, you know, that we see and everything, you would think Herbert has three reigns, bro. So he has, all right, this is my thing. So Herbert has 14 game-winning drives and then 11 comebacks on top of that. Why has he had to come back that many fucking times? That's 25 games where he had to come back and he either lost or he won. That's more than half the games he's played. That uh, that Jaguars one cooked his ass, bro. Yeah, I mean, that was a fucking bad loss. And I get it. The offense does get the ball back. But sometimes momentum is just too hard to swing in football. I mean, it's kind of how the Ravens lost this week. In my opinion, it's just weird. It's a weird, it's goddamn, it's a never ending argument with QBs. Trevor Lawrence, yes, he'll always have that comeback win on Justin Herbert, but there is nothing in the regular season that has shown me that he is worth a conversation going farther than the divisional round in the playoffs. Against against Pat Mahomes, he has been atrocious. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Every time they play the Chiefs, it's like they don't even score 10 fucking points. And no one can tell me, besides this year, that the Chiefs defense has been worth a shit 15, probably at most in the league, like ranked. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I just, I don't see it. I don't. Maybe Doug Peterson's not the guy. He t- He definitely turned him around. Yeah. But are they going to fucking win anything important? I don't know. Every every time they have a game, it's a fucking game. We're like, yeah, Jaguars are playing the Chiefs this week. It's going to be a good game. Nothing. It's a horrible game. The Chiefs control the pace of the game the entire time. Jacksonville has no offensive rhythm. And then we forget about it. Six weeks later, they beat up on a bunch of bad teams. And then they play the 49ers. We're like, yeah, this is game of the week. It should be flexed. 49ers come in there, a top dog in the NFL, to the Jaguars. 
They come all the way on the East Coast. And it's fucking 1 p.m. It's 9 a.m. in their fucking time. And they smoke them by 30. Every time there's a chance that the Jaguars can prove they're worth anything in this league, they just get blown out. It's not even close. And I'm kind of over it. <laughs> I'm over it. They're just like the Lions. Like, in the, like, the Lions' best win is week one. And no one's best win of the season should be week one. That's how I feel. Yeah. That's how I feel. No one's best win should be fucking week one. You know why? Because no one knows what their identity is yet. At all. And the Jaguars' best win is what? Week three, four? Week four? Well, I guess week five, the Bills. But come on. What are we doing? <laughs> look, at the, look at this stretch. So they play the Titans, Texans. Yeah, maybe they both they win those games. They're eight and three. And then they play the entire AFC North in a row. Bengals, Browns, Ravens. How do you think that's going to go? Two night games in that. I mean, what do you think that record will be? And do you think they even beat the Texans at the Texans? It's going to be hell, bro. The fucking... Yeah, I mean, the Texans have already beat them. I just... I, yeah, I don't know. I still... Like, 49ers, I've never lost, like, real faith in the 49ers. Mm-hmm. I still think they're going to be there at the end of the year. I still think they're going to be the NFC West winners. So I don't have much to say about them. They're getting healthier. Debo's back. Trent Williams played. They're going to be fine. The Jaguars, there's definitely room for concern there, in my opinion. Let's go. We've taken a lot of time on three games. I know. We've still got three more. Yeah. Let's go to the Falcons at the Cardinals. The Cardinals won on the last second field goal, 25-23 to in Kyler Murray's return. How do we feel about Kyler Murray? I think he had a he had a great game uh, coming back. Uh, he had that long ass run. It is going to be hard now to game plan. I mean, people have had a game plan for three QBs now with Dobbs, Clinton, and then now Kyler Murray. Um, the fortunate thing is we do already have tape on Kyler, so we know how he plays. But I think this just elevates the Cardinals' offense to. Uh, exponential ends with Kyler Murray and he appears um, to be locked in and I think you know I'm a fan of Kyler Murray I think he's a great quarterback uh, I think he has an amazing arm so the Cardinals could make some noise uh, next year we just have to see where they're going to end the the tough part is with a um, top 12 quarterback coming back into the lineup is he might win you enough games where you won't get a good draft pick. Because um, right now they're sitting at like three, and they could get Marvin Harrison depending on what the other two ahead of them choose. So it would be nice for them to stay in that spot. But if we're going to have Kyler Murray play for you guys, they're obviously going to win more games than um, than you would like to, and you might end up in like that six seven spot now instead of the three spot hey that's a good receiver draft it is but marvin harrison is one of them i mean there's still like keon coleman malik neighbors marvin harrison is one of them yeah i agree and i mean there's no there's no like clear cut number one 
even with like I think Cole, I love Coleman, you know, I think he's a great wide receiver, but Marvin Harrison's one of them. It's like a weird this this game to me wasn't like a holy fuck the Falcons or I mean the Cardinals are back, you know. Like I always mm-hmm. had faith when Murray came back they'd be okay. Yeah. Uh Gannon has had this team with little depth play well the entire year. They just can't finish games. Now they have the QB that can lead them on last second drives to win games. Mm-hmm. Um I do think they're going to get out of the conversation for top 3 pick. I think they're going to win a bunch yeah. of games late in the year, which is fine cuz I really don't think their team is that bad. Just add depth in the draft, maybe make some free agent movement. They're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Also, I do think the NFC West is declining. I think uh, Matt Stafford obviously is getting old. They're going to make a change soon, and he's always hurt. Um, the Seahawks aren't going to thrive on Geno Smith much longer. Cardinals are better than them with Kyler Murray. And then there's the 49ers. They're always going to be relevant, but the Cardinals can keep up with them with Kyler Murray, in my opinion. Yeah. But this game, to me, was more about the Falcons. This three-game skid they're on, is atrocious. It's the type of stuff that gets a coach fired. And I know and I know that there was a report this week that came out and said Arthur Smith is safe. He's safe with the ownership, with the GM, all of that. But this three-game skid they have lost to Will Levis in his first start. Josh Dobbs 3 days off the plane to the Vikings. And then Kyler Murray Fresh off an ACL tear, what was it, eight months, nine months? Mm-hmm. Like, that is bad. That is bad. And if if Kyler Murray would have came back last week and beat the Browns, first game against the number one defense, that's a bad loss. Yeah. That's an atrocious loss. The man hasn't played football in a year, basically. What are we doing? What are we actually doing? And then now he's doing this flip-flop bullshit with Desmond Ritter and Heineke. Who's well, going to start? Heineke did get injured. I know he got injured, but like, come but on. We- Arthur Smith did say he's not going to name the starting QB until like probably <sighs> the day before the game. It's fucking disgusting, man. I mean, you as an owner have to be like, what? Like, I would literally bring in Arthur Smith for a meeting and be like, yo. What are we doing? Unless yeah. I already told you, yo, we tanking. <sighs> yeah. There is, there is no, like, what, what is your game plan? Like, what, like, to me, football is one of the most simplest, complex sports ever. Yeah, but it of is. Of course, things have to happen in your way. Even if you have a great team, things have to happen in your way to get the win. You have to not only get the win, but come out with the come out with the win unscathed, so you don't have injuries. But you need like there, there's no excuse to not feature your best players. Like there, like there's no excuse not to. You're not gonna have them forever. Yeah. So you might as well feature them as you are, unless you're telling me you're tanking, which obviously teams can't say that. But if you could text me... Personally. Teams don't tank. I'm telling you. 
Mm, the Cardinals, the Cardinals are living proof that teams don't tank. If they were ready to tank, Kyler Murray would not be back until later in the year. Where even if they won a few games, it didn't matter. You know what I mean? I think some teams tank more than other teams. I mean, there could be. I mean, no one steps on the football field and is like, let's lose a game. You know what I mean? No, no, no. I know that. But now, underlying I don't, causes. I don't think players tank. Players don't tank. Well, yeah, yeah, but that's like the foundation of outside forces. Oh, well, you can't do anything if I'm not playing you. So, yeah, I mean, the, the closest thing to tanking this year is starting Mac Jones. You leave my boy alone. <laughs> I'm just fucking alone. with you. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, obviously, hopefully, they said it's a minor injury for Heineke, so hopefully, I mean, if he's good to go, I'm playing him, and I'm not thinking a second about it. Uh, unless I'm tanking, then I'll play Ritter. But, um, yeah, the Falcons, hopefully they get a QB. An actual QB. Uh, I'm thinking Michael Penis. So that's my dog. Michael Penis. Michael Penix. <laughs> Michael Penix. We call him Michael Penis. Michael Penix. That's my dog. But um, yeah, Cardinals. I think the Cardinals, depending Jay. on depending on what they do in the draft, I think they'll be fucking fire. Jaden Daniels is a Falcon. Jaden Daniels, you are a Falcon. You are a Falcon, and he uh, is a much more proven passer than Desmond Ritter ever was, and he's way more athletic. So. Yeah, I think, truly, I believe that you, whoever is the QB for the Falcons coming into next year, I won't say, I won't out, off the bat say, yo, you should, like how I did with the Texans in the beginning there, you know, you should take their overall wins. But this is, this is a fortunate team to be a quarterback for. You have weapons already established. That's also like a blessing and a curse. Like, because you come in with expectations, you have the weapons. There's nothing to build on there. But there's not, there weren't really any expectations for the Texans. Well, no, but they don't have the weapons. From a storm. Well, yeah, but that's what I mean, though. Like, you come as, as the new QB for the Falcons, you have all these first round draft picks as weapons. You're expected to produce, right? Yeah, the Texans are not ball knowers. Well, yeah, but like ball, the Texans, Stroud showed up and everyone said, oh, he has no weapons. You know what I mean? I didn't say that. Which wasn't true. Nico has been. At I, least... hey, hands up, Drewski. I didn't say he didn't have weapons. No, I know, but like a lot of people that don't like pay attention to drafts. Don't and know stuff. ball. Yeah, I mean, Tank Dell's a rookie. Nico Collins has said he's been okay, but I think a lot of us saw more in Nico. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I mean, it really is like getting, I think them getting Dalton Schultz is really good. Well, it's just, yeah, it's like the same reason why we're saying Kyle Pitts isn't doing well in the NFL. It's because a QB makes a receiver and a receiver can make a QB. You know what I mean? Like it just, it goes both ways. I just, I don't know. It's fucking. I think I could complete a few fucking passes to Drake London and Kyle Pitts, to be completely honest. I'm, <laughs> I'm fucking sick of it. Losing, like I said, losing that three-game stretch for the Falcons is disgusting, and they should feel horrible about themselves. Arthur Smith doesn't look like he gives a damn, bro. 
<sighs> Arthur Smith just loves to be right and then he'll shit on the media and be like, I told you, I, I fucking gave Bijan 18 million carries and we still lost, so. I told you so. You know what I mean? <laughs> fuck him and fuck the Falcons until they get a new coach. Um, let's go to the Lions at the Chargers. This game was a fucking barn burner. We all knew it would be because both these teams' defense sucked. 41-38, the Lions won off a fourth down call by Dan Campbell. How would you feel about this game? Does this give you any faith that the Lions will win in the playoffs? <laughs> Depending on where they're seated. Well, I mean, they can win in the playoffs, but are they going to beat the best teams in the NFC in the playoffs? No, I do think they can win a playoff game, but it's just it's just like we said. I mean, two coaches that are defensive-minded coaches and your defense is – Given up 30 and 40. Like. And the Chargers have more injuries than the working Lions. So yeah. I mean, Campbell with the fourth with the fourth uh down call, fucking phenomenal. Go. That shit was crazy. That shit was lit. Big fan of that. Um, but I think both of these teams, like, yeah, they can score, but the key to winning the games is stopping somebody from scoring. Yeah. And it just doesn't seem like that happens for either team. <laughs> I mean, and like the Chargers have like all these big name players and it's just, it's not gelling. I don't know what it is, but both of these teams, they can just not stop someone from scoring. And you're not going to go far in the playoffs by doing that. You have to be locked in. And it can't just be the offense can because the offense, you know, offenses can have bad days. So you get that one bad Jared Goff day and you're getting fucking smoked like the Ravens smoked them. Yeah, I'm like, I'm comfortable in saying that the any AFC North team playing the Lions can compete with them. Like, I'm comfortable saying that because we're physical, we play defense. And, like, that, to me, is enough to beat this Lions team. Like, it's bully ball. Like, the Lions bully the bad teams because their offense is good. But their mm -hmm. defense is so bad. It's so bad. They couldn't fucking stop me, honestly. And it got overinflated because of the weak schedule they play. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, I'm fucking sick of it. And to <laughs> me... To me, the fourth down call by Campbell, yes, I love the call. I fucking 100% would have done the same thing, but it's also very telling in a way that he doesn't trust his defense, which if you don't trust your defense in January, fuck, it's, it's what, November? If he doesn't trust it in November, in J come January, what does that say about him? If their offense has a bad day, they're probably losing, right? Yeah. It's not it's not sweet. It's not sweet out here for the Lions. I think they get to the teams. It's not going to be easy for the Viking or for the Lions to beat the Vikings in my opinion. Yeah, with the momentum that they have right now. Yeah, the momentum. They play the Vikings almost back to back at the end of the year. And with the Vikings schedule, I think the Vikings could be right there with them 
record-wise where it could yeah. be a two-game difference. And that two-game difference could be the deciding factor between the two-seed and the seven-seed in the NFC. I've been saying all year, let's take these wins with a grain of salt because they have beat absolutely nobody this year. I do think the Chargers have one of the better offenses in the league, mm -hmm. but clearly they have some structural issues overall, and no one thinks the Chargers are world beaters by any means. <laughs> they are a team that can definitely lose to anybody. So, like I said, I said it before we even started talking about the Lions. When your best win is week one, to me, you are not a legit contender. And I may sound like a hater. They're seven and two, but. Uh, you're definitely a hater. I'm definitely a hater, but I mean, at this point with fucking Deshaun hurt, I might as well just root for the Lions underdogs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. How do you feel about the Lions? Uh, like I said, I do think they can win a playoff game, but I think there needs to be some kind of... I don't know what it is, because you're seeing like all of these teams do... Like, like you're seeing these teams with the firepower and flexing their muscles, and you're like, holy shit, like, this team's nice, or... You know, this team can make some noise. And then you play another. It's just those both of the teams like that, and it's just like who can score the most points. Yeah, and then they come across a good defense, and they get stonewalled, you know? It's like, what have you truly proven? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can beat up on the worst teams in the league. And then when you play a good defense, you just get held under 20 points, and it's like, all of that goes away, and it's a reminder, just like the Jaguars, it's a reminder that you're really not a contender yet, are you? It's just crazy how the NFL is because it's it's like, obviously it's a week-to-week -week league, but it's when you face someone that is more physical than you, you really, that's when you really know are you about it or not in yeah. this league. And to me, the Lions are just not about it. Their defense is... It's just it's just not there to contend with the best teams in the league. Yeah, you everybody like the saying goes, everybody is fine. Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. And it's about what you do after getting punched in the mouth. I mean, if you and I saw it, you know, watching some plays in the uh run game for the Lions, like the it was like maybe like second and three or like third and three, but literally the Lions offensive line pushed the Chargers defensive line back to the to the first down marker. Yeah, like, that was gross. You cannot, you cannot win games with that kind of play. Like you're just chilling. It just yeah. looks to me like you're just chilling. You're just yeah. holding on. You're waiting <laughs> for the end of the game because you're tired of getting bitched around. And that's not going to win that kind of morale. It's not going to win you games. It's not going. You're not locked in. Um, it just. I mean, how many? How many times are we going to have discourses about? Oh, this guy should be the Chargers coach. This guy should be the Chargers coach. Like, at least the Lions have a have a like. If you're going to be a defensive coach with a not good defense, at least be a motivator, bro. 
Yeah, it's it really is. I mean, it's another week, another season of us saying fire Staley. And I think he is gone after this year. But I'm just fucking tired of the collapse. Yeah. I'm tired of it. If the Chargers owners weren't so fucking cheap, I would agree with you, bro. I, I think Bill Belichick is going to the Chargers next year. I do. That's it's crazy. fucking happening. Because it, it's the only team that makes sense. Like, Bill can't draft a QB. He struggles drafting receivers. What does that team have? It has a QB already. It has an OC that's successful. It has receivers. You don't think they just elevate the OC and save money? I mean, I wouldn't hate Kellen Moore being the coach there, but I think it might be a little bit too early for him. Um, imagine, though, like, what is the one thing they need? The one thing they need is to figure out how to be a winning culture, which Bill Belichick has proven, and a defense, which Bill is undeniably the best defensive coach of all time, right? Yeah. So he's going to clean house on what needs to be done on the defensive side. Obviously, don't get rid of the GM. I don't think Bill needs to be the coach and GM. I think he needs to have a separate title to that. But he adds so much to that team of what they need that I think they would be able to get over the hump finally. I think it's yeah. going to happen. It's, I do. All, all they need, the Chargers just need to worry about, yo, who can we bring in to so we can beat Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, that's really it. Shit, even the Broncos. <laughs> yeah, true. Talking about the Broncos next, the Broncos at the Bills. The Broncos won 24 to 23 or 22 off a field goal attempt late in the game. And I'm not going to lie, the Broncos outplayed the Bills pretty much the entire game. Yeah, my Broncos, How do you feel about your boy? My Bronco, you know, Russ, that touchdown pass was fucking elite. Um, we predicted it. We did. We did pick the – we both picked the uh, Broncos to win the game. And we were like, oh, we're, like, oh, we're, we're semi-trolling, but at the same time it could happen. And that shit did happen. Um, this was just, this was just a funny ass game, to be honest. Game it was, was gross. Um, bunch of memes. Broncos, of course, in, in like, to end the game, kick, missed the field goal, and then there's 12 fucking players on the field for the Bills, and they got to re-kick and they made it. If that just isn't like a... That's a Browns loss right there. I've seen that my entire life. Um, but like, like we said, and like my, you know, my quote for the podcast, you are playing the way you're playing. Someone's gonna get fucking fired. <clears throat> and that happened. is what happened. <laughs> Josh Allen played so bad that Ken Dorsey was a scapegoat and got fired. Um, since this is the last uh, noteworthy game. We can just tie the that headline and Ken Dorsey got fired. Um and Allen, Josh Allen took it personal. I would take it personal if I, you know, a man lost his job because of me. Um and it's only you know, it's only going to hell. Um Trayvon Diggs, Stefan Diggs brother tweeted like, yo, get fourteen out of there. Um fourteen, you know, Josh Allen wasn't anything until fourteen came in. Um, do you do you believe that statement? What? 
Wait, what'd you say? Sorry. Uh, Josh <laughs> Allen wasn't anything until Stephon Diggs came in. No, I don't believe that statement. I don't either. Um, it's it's like a it, like I said, it's a mutual. It's a mutual. Uh, they elevated each other. Yeah, what is it called in uh, nature when two animals need each other? Fuck! What is that I called? No idea what you're talking about. Uh, it's like how. Um, oh, I'm gonna fucking jump off my roof. Either way, there's relationships in the animal kingdom where mm-hmm. two animals coexist with each other for the benefit of each other. And that's exactly how a receiver and a QB are. I get it. You can talk about stats all day. Josh Allen was nothing until Stephon Diggs got there. His QBR went up. His touchdowns went up. I 100% get that. But we have to also talk about the years that Josh Allen built up until he got Stephon Diggs. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? There's only few QBs in this entire league that have done it their whole careers without superstar receivers, right? Mm-hmm. Like, look at the games Joe Burrow plays without Jamar Chase or T. Higgins. I mean, there's definitely a drop-off in yardage, in touchdowns. I mean, there's very few exceptions, and one of those exceptions is, what, Tom Brady? Yeah. Who rarely ever had a Pro Bowl receiver. It's just it's it's rare to see a QB be good without Pro Bowl receivers around him. So I just I think that comment was stupid by his brother. And I don't like of course I'd love to see Diggs go somewhere else because I'm not a Josh Allen fan. But I think that comment in its in and of itself is just dumb. Because the correlation really isn't there, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but Bills are ass, five and five. And not, <laughs> ass. In, the, not in the playoffs right now. Um, you, you picked the Bills to win, didn't you, to win the division? I did. And they're still only a game out, right? Two games, technically, because of the bye yeah. that, Miami, or that they had. Hmm. I wonder who's leading the division. Hmm. Anyways, um, yeah, the Bills. The Bills. Um, it's weird because I can like whoever made the decision because James Cook fumbled first play, first you know play first position he got he fumbled, and they just didn't play James Cook for what seemed what like two quarters. And when he came in, immediate impact, fast as hell. But and then the play, he literally fumbled again, but he was able to get it back. Like, um, I don't really know what's going on with the Bills, to be honest. But it's it's like it's different than like if you are quarterback for. Let's say, like, the Giants. Like, your ass, right? But, like, the Bills, oh, they're always saying, like, oh, playoff, Super Bowl, in year five and five. Wait, yeah. I mean, it's Super Bowl or bust with the Bills. Yeah. That's how it is. You have a top, what what are we, Allen, top five quarterback? Yeah. 
So you can't even argue top five. Like he is top five. And this is the mm-hmm. thing. Like to me, the panic mode button is a little too soon. And I I have been a Josh Allen critic since he's been in the league. But this man is fucking young. How old is he? Like actually, 27, maybe? Probably. 28? He's like maybe even younger. It just it makes no sense to me. Like, even if they this isn't a Ben Rothis. Yeah, this isn't a Ben Roethlisberger situation where he got too old and then they don't have a backup option. This isn't even a Deshaun Watson situation, which Deshaun is a whole nother situation itself. But like Josh Allen can live through three or four regimes in Buffalo, right? Mm-hmm. He's 27. Like, if they make a whole coaching change now, he still has another Super Bowl window because he himself can carry a team. I, I don't understand, like, the panic here. Yes, this window with McDermott may be closed. And it might have closed the second they lost that game to the Chiefs in 13 seconds. Yeah. But you have a young QB who's top five in the league. You can build off that for 10-plus years. So, I mean, this year hasn't gone their way. It is what it is. They fired Ken Dorsey. I don't think Ken Dorsey was the only. Like only reason this is happening. Um, I think even today I saw something late that Josh Allen said he needs to stop getting bored with the easy option, or um, what do you say, the short option, something like that. Hearing that from your QBs, crazy. That is alarming. I will say that is very alarming. But like, no one's ever gonna go into a. Bills game, like you're facing the Bills. No one's ever gonna sit here for the next ten years and be like, "Yeah, this is an easy win." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. Josh Allen's up and down. It is what it is. But like, this is just blown way out of proportion. And I am a fucking Josh Allen critic, a hundred percent. And you know what sucks about this for the Broncos is they've now won three straight. Um, it is the same thing with the Browns. The the fucking Browns beat the Ravens on the road for the first time in forever, and it's all about how the Ravens fucked it up, right? It's yeah. the same thing for the Bills. It's all about the Bills today instead of the Broncos winning a big game on the road and yeah. winning three straight. Like it just sucks how the media just fucking completely blows it up and ch- makes it about one thing. It wasn't about like this game wasn't about Josh Allen. It was about fucking Russell Wilson being damn near perfect in a game. He missed five passes, had one of the craziest touchdown throws in the entire year, and Denver's defense being good for four straight weeks now. That, to me, is what this game was about. Yeah. um, The Broncos, like, everything has been progressing over the coming weeks. I mean, and... I don't people if you don't want I mean obviously not a lot of people fucking watch Broncos games, but like it's been like everything I think I think everything in like in Denver over there is starting to click and they're starting to move together, you know, when they when they win or when they play everybody's like for each other and whatnot. But it just in the Bills, uh I will say the Bills like the way they're the way they play is sort of like 
AF, AFC North, which leads to injuries. That's why we get so many people injured on the back end of this defense. Um, and if you're the issue that I have with um, Josh Allen is like when we when he plays, we should not be okay with a Josh Allen turnover. You know, we should not be like, oh, that's just one that Josh Allen throws. That's the issues that we have with gunslingers is that they will literally throw the game for you um, if if the pressure is too much. So there, whoever comes in next for the uh, Bills, for their OC, needs to make sure uh, to calm him down. And like he said, to like he said that he needs himself to just just get the easy stuff. It's a lot easier, you know, starting second and five than it is second and ten, because then you're gonna do more dumb shit. Yeah. So hopefully, whoever comes in next as an OC has a better, has a safer game plan for the Bills, so they can just win off of running the ball and playing good defense. I mean, you have to be able to adapt as a QB, and the best QBs do. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't see Patrick Mahomes' dot went down by, like, five to six yards over the last yeah. three years because the too-high safety look is all because of him. But just because he's not throwing the home run ball anymore doesn't mean he's not as good. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like... Yeah, haters are going to be like, oh, well, he's only throwing fucking dump-offs and shit. Well, they're fucking idiots. You got to yeah. do what you have to do to win games. And it's the same thing with uh, Deshaun in the Ravens game. In the first half, he was trying to throw the ball downfield and make the home run play. Mm -hmm. The Browns adjusted just like any team fucking would. And then in the second half, he started to get a rhythm because he was deciding, oh, and Stefanski probably told him, like, let's go short and then build up for the big plays later in the game, which mm -hmm. is what happened, and it worked. Like, you have to adjust to what's happening. If Josh, Josh Allen isn't willing to adjust, then it's never going to get better for him. Yeah. And it's not – and to me, I think he will see that and he will take that leap and decide to become humble – and fucking work on it because every good QB does. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. No one's going to define you by your fucking A dot at the end of the day. Are you going to win a game or are you not going to win a game? And that's all it is. It's wins and losses in the NFL. Mm -hmm. There's many good QBs in the NFL that never won anything, and you don't even fucking talk about them nowadays. Yeah, and it's just going to be an afterthought. It's all about the wins. It's all about the wins. That's all you'll ever be in the NFL. I sound like fucking Colin Coward right now, but that's literally <laughs> that's literally what it is. Like Kenny Pickett right now is still relevant because he's winning games. If he wasn't, he would be gone, and the Steelers fans would fucking hate him. That's how it is. And that's, I mean, that's just... Russell Wilson is a winner in this league. Why are we still talking about him? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's because he wins games. Does he always have the best stats? No. But he wins. That's what it is. So that was our noteworthy games. Uh, 
we already did talk about one of the headlines. Do you have anything else for um for Allen. Ken, Dor- Ken Dorsey firing and then Allen and No, Diggs? not really. I think Trayvon Diggs needs to stop talking. He's just chatting to chat. Maybe it's Stefan <laughs> telling him to do that. I could see that coming out of his camp. You yeah. know, somehow you feed information in different ways without it actually being yourself. Yeah, especially your bro. You probably have those like kind of talks. Yeah, maybe he's putting the pressure on the Bills. I don't know. But unlikely, in my opinion, for Ken Dorsey, eh, he got shafted, and I don't think it was really all his fault, scapegoating. Mm -hmm. McDermott, I saw a tweet today, someone was making fun of his new statement, like he's a fucking hedge fund or something, like a new tech company. (laughs) I was like, all right, the the Bills are cooked. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I don't really have anything else on that. Go ahead and uh, get into oh, the main headline of the week. The main headline of the week. All right. The one thing I've had a few bourbons now through this podcast. <laughs> you can probably tell. Um, Deshaun Watson is out for the year. It's a displaced fracture to the glenoid in his throwing shoulder. Whatever the fuck that means. Yeah, which basically it wouldn't be a problem for any other position in the league, you could still play through it. And Deshaun could still play through it if he really wanted to and if the team cleared him to. But the problem is it's in his throwing shoulder, and if he continues to play on it, it will be detrimental to his throwing arm and strength in the shoulder for the rest of his career. So they decided to shut it down. Um, I mean, I don't really have much to say about it, honestly. It's gut-wrenching. I woke up to the news today, and it was like a family member died. <laughs> and it shouldn't be like that, but it is. Um, yeah, it is completely different. If anyone's wondering, it is completely different from what he, his shoulder contusion earlier in the year. This is legit, like, part of his shoulder. The bone has chipped off and fractured. So, like I said, he can still move his shoulder. He could still throw the football. But as he goes on in the season and is and if he gets hit again, it'll get worse and worse. So in how he plays, he's a pretty physical QB. It's not worth the risk, especially with the contract, the loaded contract that we have for the following years. So we're gonna need him down the line. Um as far as contract goes, the Browns are fine salary cap wise. I'm not gonna get into it. I'll fight anybody on Twitter about it. But I'm not going to get into it on this because it's kind of pointless. The Browns are okay financially for the next three to four years or the foreseeable future. And there is a way to get out of the Deshaun contract. So, Can you still hear me? Yeah. yeah. Um, My fucking PC just completely blacked for a second. Yeah. We're good. (laughs) <laughs> good. The yeah. yeah, the news was crazy. Um, I woke up to it. Got sent in like seven thirty or something, um, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Uh, I know he was banged up after the Ravens game, but just with like the hype for the Browns fan. Hello. Good. Now I can hear you. Okay. Cut out for a second. 
Um, but yeah, it felt it probably felt like for a Browns fan, like getting stabbed in the chest, like everything was moving forward, everything was progressing and done for the year. Um so you do get to see what happens with DTR. Um but still eight games left in the season, so should be interesting to see the route that the Browns take with this. Um but yeah, shit is crazy. It uh, it's like affects all the games going forward, obviously, because Deshaun's out. So a lot of the lines and a lot of the overs and unders will change. And I mean, it's obviously not what the Browns and Browns fans have wanted. I mean, he's played what twelve games in two seasons. Yeah, it's yeah. rough out here. It's rough, but I mean. They, at least they are learning from their mistakes with Baker and feeling like this is a QB. What's happening? Hello? Oh, no. I can't eat. Everything's good on mine. All right, there. Well, it's cutting in and out for me. I can hear you perfectly. Everything's going on my end. Hmm. I wonder what it is then. Um, but yeah. I don't know how the Browns are going to be after this. Yeah, it's going to be rough for sure. I think we did make the right move going to DTR because PJ Walker's been one of the worst QBs in football this year in the games he's played. Highest turnover-worthy rate. Out of any QB, and he's only played three. Um, DTR has more upside, a stronger arm. I mean, we're going to be going back to the wide zone scheme, two tight end set. We are going to be running the football, and hopefully we can put in some RPOs for this man to run because that's what it's going to take with DTR. Hopefully he grows on the season, but I do think we still make the playoffs. This is, I think... We have an easy enough schedule to do that, but I mean, I don't know how much noise we're going to actually make unless DTR is looking like a really good QB. So definitely devastating news. It was a gut punch this morning. My day has been thrown off the rails the entire day. I mean, it's just been, it's been a rough because if anyone knows me, I've been back into Sean since he's been on the Browns. So. And it felt, like I said earlier, it felt like we were turning the corner finally. After our biggest win in 25 years, our QB gets hurt. It's like we're starting from square one again. That's really all I have on that topic. Anything else from you? No. No. This is It's going to be interesting to see how the Browns uh, move and play after this. Um, I still think they'll be fine. Their defense is great enough that they're going to still be in dog fights. Uh the rest of the schedule isn't fucking crazy. So I could still see them making the playoffs. Yeah, I really like this year, like I said, I think the team is different mentality wise and our defense is good enough to keep us in any game. So just like I've been saying all year until Deshaun got healthy, we just need average QB play and we'll be average QB play, don't turn it over and we'll be fine. But it's not like the schedule got any easier because the Broncos are now winning. Um, 
obviously CJ Stroud is in a walk in the park. We play the Jaguars. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. This week will be very telling against the Steelers on how we rebound after this news. Mm-hmm. We rebounded well against the Nick Chubb adversity, but we'll see what happens now that we know we're not going to have our starting QB anymore during the season. All right, let's talk about another starting QB in the AFC that is yet to play a snap. Well, he did play three snaps, but so the Jets and Robert Solid continue to push this agenda that Rodgers will play if he wants to. Are we being serious or are we just fucking around at this point? I I don't I don't know what's going on over there. If the like conspiracy theories are true and he did all this so the Packers want to get a first round pick, that would be like yes, that would be hilarious. But like, would you want that as your starting quarterback to be that fucking petty? Like, like that would be insane. Um, realistically, this man should not be on the football field. <laughs> like, no, I don't think so either. It's it'd be different if he had like Hall of Fame line, like would give them twenty seconds in the pocket. But like, you're you're gonna have to move around in the NFL. So unless you're telling me that you're just going to fall down anytime you get pressure, like you're only hurting yourself more, especially with you being like Rogers being how old he is, like he's old as fuck. So you need to just chill like fucking Kirk Cousins, bro. You don't need to be telling people that you're going to come back on the field. And the Jets, the Jets would be literally the worst organization if they fed into that and put him out on the field. Um, there are already, you know, there's already so much pressure on them, especially Salah, because, and I don't think, like, he's been defending Zach, but I don't, I'm not completely convinced that it's him. I think it's upstairs, like, telling him, like, this motherfucker needs to play because they drafted him. So, Rodgers... Do not fucking play this season, please. <laughs> like, you got a whole nother season, bro. You don't need to do this. Just just lose games and so you can get better players. Yeah, I don't disagree. I mean, honestly, the next four games will really decide it, right? Yeah. If, if they're serious about letting Rodgers return, which I don't think you should return at all this year, no matter what the record is, mm-hmm. then... They have to win three of the next four, in my opinion. Because, like, what's the point of him coming back if they're not in playoff contention at all? Plus, how long has it been since he tore his Achilles? Fucking two months? Yeah. There's no fucking way this man can even sprint right now. There's no way, in my opinion. Yeah. I do think Salah is getting pressured from the top that if Rodgers wants to play, he's going to play. We're paying him. He's fucking playing. Mm-hmm. It's just the same It's the same reason why he won't fucking put Trevor Simeon as the starting QB, in my opinion. I mean, the GM drafted him number two, so he's got to ride it out. But it's just, to me, it's just ridiculous. I really don't think he's coming back this year. Yeah, no. I think it's a joke. I think they're just 
completely pushing a narrative that's not even realistic. Plus, the Jets with Zach Wilson aren't going to be in position to even throw Rodgers out there when the time comes. So, yeah. Plus, he's talking about mid-December. They play the Browns mid-December. Do you really want to throw Aaron Rodgers off a fresh Achilles tear against the best defense in football? That sounds like a bad business decision to me because he ain't getting any younger. And if he gets hurt again, it might be his career next time. Yeah, I mean, this is already a uh, season-ending injury, career-ending for some people if they're not able to um, bounce back from this. So, and especially at his age, this is not ideal at all. So, I would, if I was him, I'd take as much time as I could. So, I don't really know what he's trying to prove here. Like, we all know, like, you're a Hall of Fame quarterback. Some of us like you more than others. Um, I'm not the you know biggest fan of you, but there's no doubt in my mind that you you know first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback, like top ten quarterback of all time. So I don't know what you're trying to prove, but you just need to chill, bro. Like this is a good this is a good team. It's not like you're the quarterback for the Panthers right now or the Bears or something. Like this is a good team with you on it. This has the potential to be you know a Super Bowl team. So. Just, you know, just chill, bro. There's, there's nothing really to rush back to. You, like, you guys aren't going to make insane noise, especially with you being a statue. Like, the, like what what we love about Aaron Rodgers is, like, the off-script plays, the fucking run on the side and throw it on a fucking dime. And if you can't do that, I mean, we're only... Yeah, I mean, your arm talent's always going to be your arm talent. You know, you could probably sit and throw 50 yards. So... I if you if you really want to impress me, bro, let's see you run around. I want to see you run around and fucking like full speed. And even then, that's not you playing in a full NFL game. Like you're just gonna have to chill. Yeah, it's one thing just standing on the sideline throwing the football. It's another when you have 280 pound men that are faster than you. Yeah, coming at you to try to kill you every single play. And there was just absolutely no point with the Jets' defense that they have, and I know they can retain a lot of the players that they have on that defense next year. Mm -hmm. It's going to be pretty much identical to what they have this year, that you might as well just wait until next year. I know it sucks. And the Browns are in a similar situation where it's like next year's the year because you have to wait one more. One more year, one more year, one more year. That's how it always is. But Mm – this defense has proven that with a average offense, they can probably make the playoffs and make noise, right? Yeah. So keep him healthy. Hope he comes back 100% next year and move on from there. There's no point in rushing this. If he gets hurt again, it's over. Yeah. Like the whole experiment's over. You just wasted $80 million on two years for Aaron Rodgers. That's at least how I see it. So we locked in twin up on the same wavelength. Yeah. Um, so in other news, Justin Fields is back from his finger injury, and Stafford is also back this week. Um, I think the Justin Fields news is bigger, in my opinion, because he's proven he's trying to prove that he can be a starter in this league. 
Mm-hmm. Stafford's more of just like, all right, the Rams are a little bit dangerous again, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, it should be interesting to see, like, with the Justin Fields stuff, if he's back. Because, I mean, I mean, he's been he's been off and on this season, and hopefully after seeing this offense, he's, like, motivated to be like, yo, we can go and win some games. Because um, essentially, like like Reed said, you're playing for your job because the Bears are, you know, high enough pick that they can get a quarterback regardless of their – the end of their um, season. So, yeah, regardless, they're going to be up at the top. So this is quarterback range, and you need to make sure to them that they're, it's not a mistake that they don't draft one of these quarterbacks uh, for you. So these last eight games are basically your employment. Now, if you're going to be a quarterback for the Chicago Bears or if you're going somewhere else. So, and if you go somewhere else, I don't know if that somewhere else is going to be a starting job. So, this is this is this is your career right here. These eight games. So, hopefully he hopefully he gets it. But, we'll have to see. Uh like you said Stafford is, you know, Stafford Stafford. I think the Rams are just going to look forward to next year. Um but it's good to build some more chemistry because uh if if not for the amazing year CJ Stroud is having Puka Nicole would be the rookie offensive rookie of the year so they do have a sure number two wide receiver so at least they have that they have that locked in yeah I don't disagree are you ready to discuss these picks yes sir Yes, this is is a well, we're going to do the picks, but overall picks, I have been on fire the last three weeks. 12 and 4, 11 and 3, 11 and 3 the last three weeks. Absurd. Bo has kind of fallen off a little bit. He's had some struggles. He hasn't been able to get out of his slump that he was in, that we were both in, starting in week five. So. But, like you said, you're still one up on me in total from even last year. So, we shall see how these picks go for us. Starting with the first Thursday night game in a while that's actually decent, which meant a lot before Wednesday. (laughs) Yeah. The Bengals at the Ravens. The Ravens are actually three and a half point favorites, which to me that's a little disrespectful to the Bengals. What are, what are, what are you feeling here for this game? What are you feeling? You're the Bengals fan. I am not a fucking Bengals fan. You're the Bengals. This is your second team. This is a like I said. I have a lot more respect for the Bengals than you do, and I don't know where that respect comes from. You're a fan. It's it's more of like a little brother situation, you know. A little brother situation. Because like I mean. Honestly, since Burrow's been there, they haven't done shit to the Browns. So, like, I really don't care about them in a way. Like, I hate the Ravens and Steelers, but the Bengals are just there. So it is what it is. Um, Man, we talked about a little bit earlier 
um, in the podcast, both are coming off bad losses, in my opinion. Yeah. And, and both home losses. Both got one, embarrassed. Both got embarrassed. The, th- the thing, though, that makes me want to pick the Bengals is that the Ravens played a division opponent, and we talked about how physical the AFC North is. Mm-hmm. And I really think on a short week that that's going to be detrimental to the Ravens in a way. Yeah, they won't be with Ronnie Stan Stanley or Staley. However the fuck you say his last name, I think it's Staley. Uh, Marlon Humphrey is doubtful, and the Bengals they've already said that T Higgins is out, will not be playing Thursday, and Trey Henderson is coming back. He is playing with the hyperextended knee, so I don't know how great he will be but he is back yeah it's just very this one's a hard pick because like like before okay so it's a great fucking game we've been connected with these thursday games yeah i mean before deshaun's injury news i'm all Bengals, right like i want the Bengals mm-hmm. to win the browns have a chance at the number one seed in the division but at this point like if the ravens win it could bury the Bengals' season. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ah, man. I'm like, this is like a coin flip for me. This is really one of the first times that Lamar and Joe Burrow have both been healthy for the game. Oh, my God. It's going to be close. I'm going to pick the Ravens. Everything's telling me to pick the fucking Bengals. I thought you were going to pick the Bengals. Everything's telling me to go the Bengals. Like I said, the Ravens are a little bit more hurt than the Bengals are. They played a worse game, worse matchup than the Bengals. Mm -hmm. I just think the Ravens at home on a short week, they have to have this game. I... (sighs) Don't tell me we're going opposite. There's no way. I am also picking the Ravens. I am also picking the Ravens. Um, the Bengals, I just think that their offense is kind of in limbo right now, and I think the Ravens have already beaten high-powered offense teams, offensive teams. Um, and I, ju- I just think the Ravens right now have it a little bit more locked in than the Bengals. They did give up to the Browns, um, but the second half adjustment by the Browns is just was just one of them ones, and I don't see that happening for uh, other teams in this league. So right now, I don't think I do. Th- I do hope it's a great game. I really hope this isn't a dumbass slow game. Yeah. We we've been needing one of the one of the good games for the night games. Um and I do think this we pray, you know, we pray this is a this is a good night for the DWC parlays. We've been getting shafted, man. We've been so close. And yeah, it's been rough. So there will be a lot of players to choose from if you are betting on uh, on Thursday night. So I'm gonna pick the Ravens on this one. Yeah, I mean, I I hope it's a good game. It's it really is a no lose situation for Bo and I because mm-hmm. the Ravens can bury the Bengals 
or the Ravens can lose this game and then our teams have a chance to tie them up in the division lead. So who would have thought? Yeah, who would have fucking thought? The Browns and Steelers are right there, even at the AFC one seed if the Chiefs are to lose this week. So, mm-hmm. I mean, either way, it's a win-win for us. So I hope it's a great game. I hope it's high scoring. I hope we can finally hit on a parlay. All of the above. Um, let's go to the Steelers at the Browns. The Browns, even with the Deshaun news, are still a point favorite at home. The over-under plummeted to 32 and a half. Disgusting. Nasty. That is disgusting. Um, I still think the Browns can win this game. I'm going to pick them because of defense, and I think the Browns are going to be mad about the first time they saw the Steelers and how that game ended up going. So I'm going to pick the Browns on this. I'm obviously going to pick the Steelers on this. Um, there is a chance uh, if the stars align that the Steelers do win this game, that they can be number one in the AFC at overall. Um, if Houston beats the Jets and the Eagles beat the Chiefs and the Steelers beat the Browns, the Steelers will be the number one. <laughs> And the Ravens. The Steelers will be the number one team in the AFC. Who would have thought? Yeah. Um, uh, do you think that this will be a defensive heavy game? Uh, 32 and a half is fucking disgusting. Uh, some teams get more than that on a regular basis. Um, so this should be a nasty ass game. Uh, these two teams hate each other. Will be in Cleveland, so it's going to be even heightened more. Um, and we'll have to see. We'll have to see how Kenny does against this defense, and we'll have to see how DTR does against the Steelers' defense. Um, the Browns are without their starting tackles. Uh, Steelers are without their starting linebackers. So. <laughs> should be a it's, weird game. It should be a weird game. It's. I mean, whoever makes the least mistakes probably yep. wins the game. So that's how every Steelers-Browns game seems to be. Um, let's go to the Bears at the Lions. The Lions are seven-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, wow, seven-and-a-half. Damn. Mm-hmm. It's not Any long. chance here, <laughs> any chance here that the Bears can sneak one? Uh, that shouldn't be comedy, bro. I'm going to pick the Lions, though. I need, I need these. Uh, I need these easy wins, please. Yeah, I'm gonna pick the Lions too. I do think the Bears will put up a fight, but the Lions—they've done well against bad teams all year. I'm gonna continue to ride that out. Um, let's go to the Chargers at the Packers. The Chargers are three-point favorites on the road. Man, I really wish we didn't do this on Wednesday because the injury designations. Is Keenan Allen playing or not? We don't know. Uh, yeah, we, we don't know. We don't know. So this is kind of a tough pick here. I am gonna go the Chargers, and they've let me down before, and I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if they lose at Green Bay this week. But I'm gonna pick them. Yeah, he didn't practice today, but he's hopeful that he can play. So um, Jordan Love has been progressing well from his fucking fall off, but. Uh, I do think the Chargers also get the get the dub. Uh, this is a must-win game for them to stay in the face, race. Stay in the yeah. race, stay face for 
a potential just awful season that they've had. Yeah, I don't disagree. All right, let's go to the Raiders at the Dolphins. The Dolphins are 13 and a half point favorites. Yikes. Is this the same boat as the Lions game? Are we the Dolphins have been good against bad teams? Is this Raiders team the same team? Same two bad and team. Two and oh with when the Josh McDaniels was the coach. Um Dolphins did come off the bye, had some rest. Yeah. Uh, after losing in Germany. I'm gonna pick the Dolphins on this. 13 and a half. I don't like that's crazy. But I will pick the fucking Dolphins on this one. Yeah, I don't think they cover, but I do think they beat the Raiders. Um I just think the Dolphins too much firepower. The Raiders mm-hmm. defense is very much they give up yards. But yeah. against good teams, there's no way they're gonna be able to actually stop the team from the red zone. Yeah. So going Dolphins all the way. Let's go to the Giants. Two with the uh, the cornrows. Yeah, he changed his hair in the the bye week. He's going to go off. (laughs) Love to see it. Uh, Let's go to the Giants at the Commanders. This is a no-brainer to me. The Commanders are eight-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm picking the Commanders. Uh, Eight-and-a-half-point favorites. That's so fucking crazy. I think they can Um, probably beat them by eight-and-a-half, too. I think they can beat them by, like, 12, bro. Like, two touchdowns, even. yeah, I'm gonna pick the commanders as well. I think Sam Howell's gonna two fifty plus, maybe three touchdowns. Um the Giants don't really I just don't think they have any any fight left in them. They've already been through the rainer. Um need to get my boy Brian out of there. Get B D out of there, please. Um Giants are just gonna be looking forward to the next year. Obviously the quarterback they have, DeVito is not the quarterback of the future, so he needs to be sitting at home with me. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> um, let's go to the Cowboys at the Panthers. This one's easy. Cowboys beat up on bad teams. Too much firepower, they're going to win this game. Yeah, Cowboys easy dub, stack on the wins. Um, hoping for another great that press that game after coming off in a fucking amazing game that he had 400 plus yards. Um, so I do think he'll follow suit. Just I, a I bad, bad, there's a lot right. of bad games. <laughs> Honestly, there's a lot of bad games this week, a lot of mismatches and mm-hmm. teams that beat up on bad teams playing bad teams. So I don't see that going any other way in those. Honestly, those three games that we just mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's go to the Titans at the Jaguars. Jaguars are seven-point favorites. They just came off a horrible loss. I'm probably picking <laughs> the Jaguars to win this game. Yeah, uh, I'm also going to pick the Jaguars. Uh, I do think the Titans can fight them hard. Um, Derek Henry has always been the Jaguars' daddy. Um, you never know in the AFC South. He's been the, the thorn in their side. He always has one of those games against the Jaguars where he goes for like 200-plus yards. Um, but I do think if the Jaguars have that in them, if they have that dog, that moxie in them, getting absolutely embarrassed last week, they should play lights out this week. And if they don't, they're cooked. Yeah, I don't disagree. If they lose this game, it's going to be tough sledding in the AFC. 
I mean, I mean, they're not even better than the Texans if they lose this game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go to the Cardinals at the Texans. The Texans are five point favorites in this game. Damn. I think this could be a really good game. I think it Tyler, could be also. Tyler going against CJ Stroud. Uh, I'm gonna take CJ Stroud. I'm taking the Texans on this one. Um, I am I am fucking with what the Texans are doing right now, to get offense and defense. I think D'Amico is an amazing coach. Uh, I think he's viable for coach of the year right now. Uh, if the Texans can make it to the playoffs, I think that shit is locked in. Um, for especially being a first first year head coach, uh, I do think that Kyler. I do think Kyler will have a good game, but I just think the Texans just the momentum they have and the team they have. I think will overwhelm the Cardinals. I'm gonna go the opposite direction on this mm. one. I'm picking Kyler Murray to start two and zero on his two game debut, and I think. I don't know. The Texans, to me, have been up and down. C.J. Stroud has had two good games in a row, but something's telling me to go Cardinals here. I don't know why, but that's what I'm doing. Also, we haven't had many picks against each other. Nasty work. Yeah, we can can afford to drop one. Yeah. (laughs) With your lead. I think the Cardinals play hard enough that this will be a it will be a last second drive that decides this game. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go to the Buccaneers at the 49ers. Man, this is a blowout. Yeah. I'm calling it. 49ers are blowing the backs off of the fucking Buccaneers in this game. Yeah. Um, 49ers came in mad as fuck and smacked the Jaguars, so only the Lord knows what they're going to do against the Buccaneers. Um, I do think the 49ers are locked in as long as they have everybody being able to play. And I think, like you said, they're going to smack the Buccaneers. Yeah, I just I don't see much. I don't see much from the Buccaneers to even consider that they can win this game. Uh, let's go to the Jets at the Bills. Will the Bills get a turnaround game here? They're seven-point favorites. Josh Allen is winless against Zach Wilson in his career. Yeah, this is the one like if if Josh Allen loses this, man. Yeah. I'm picking the Bills. I hate to do it. It'd be so funny if they lost this fucking game. I wouldn't be surprised, but to me, this is a... There's no way they go uh, in a negative record week 11. Like going into week 12, a negative record. Yeah, I don't. I just. I don't see it. Honestly, the Jets' offense is so fucking bad. It's so bad. Brutal. But so are the Bills. Yeah, but the ah, man. Hey, pick pick the Jets. I'm not care. picking the Jets. I just think it'd be fucking hilarious. I don't think the Bills go into Week 12, five and six. Like, there's no fucking way. Uh, I'm gonna pick the Bills. I think that with. Uh, Joe Brady, hopefully he can stress to Josh Allen to take the easy, the easy five yards fucking Stephon Diggs out. Yeah, I don't disagree. Why is game at four o'clock? That's I weird. don't know. They put some ass games at four o'clock this year. Um, let's go to the Seahawks at the Rams. The Seahawks are a point favorite. How do you feel about this game? Matt Stafford comes back. Seahawks got their backs blown out by the Rams week one. 
You feeling the Seahawks on this one? Hey, to me, first in the division. I'm picking the Seahawks because it's a must-win game, and they're dropping the next four games after this win. Uh, I'm gonna pick the Seahawks on this one as well. Um, Matt Stafford is coming back, but the Seahawks. I think have more of a motivation than the Rams do right now. And I think they like, they need to start getting a rhythm going into the rest of the season. Cause from the looks they have, if not the hardest last seven games after this week. I mean, their four game stretch after this, they're going on four. So I think they need to win this to stay in NFC contention in my opinion. So I'm going to pick them. I don't. I really don't think they're that good of a team, but they can beat the Rams. Um, let's go to the Vikings at the Broncos. This is an interesting game. Denver is two and a half point favorites. Two teams that are hot right now, uh, based off of their quarterback and the way that their defenses are playing. Spicy uh, game. Morris does have this defense locked in. Um, I will be picking the Broncos. Going to ride on the Maha City, baby. Um, I do think it has potential to be a really good game, a back and forth game, two mobile quarterbacks. Um, so definitely, if I was a betting man, I'd put the over on both of their rushing yards. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna pick the Broncos. Man, this one's tough. This is the Sunday night football game. Oh, I'm torn. Torn? I just picked the Broncos to beat the Bills at home on Monday Night Football. Now lit. Am I really going to pick the Vikings to beat the Broncos away on Sunday Night Football after what I just watched? Man. Yeah, I'm picking the Vikings. Picking the Vikings. I think the Vikings win. I think they stay in the division race for the NFC North. You just want them to have all the momentum going in, into the Lions. I think it would be hilarious if the Vikings fuck up the Lions' chances for the two seed, honestly. But this, is a, this to me, is like flip a coin any given day. Team mm-hmm. can win. I think the Vikings have a lot more talent. But I think the Broncos have the better QB, so and maybe the better coach. But either way, this game I think will be very entertaining to watch. Let's go to the Monday night game, the best Monday night game we've had. Eagles at the Chiefs. The Chiefs are two and a half point favorites at home. Mm. This one's tough. You're gonna pick I've against, never, gonna pick I've never picked against the Chiefs. In the entire two years we have played, I've never picked against the Chiefs. Mm. I'm going to pick the Eagles on this one. Give me some reasons. Convince me to pick against the GOAT of the NFL. I mean, the Chiefs could win this. I imagine Taylor Swift will be in attendance. You know, that means Travis Kelsey will go off. Um, I mean, it's just going to be like this tweet I saw. 
and I put in our group the coughing baby versus the coughing baby of yeah, yeah. the Chiefs ass <laughs> wide receivers versus the fucking Eagles ass DBs. Yep. Um I do think the run game is will be a very underrated um aspect to this game. If the Eagles can get it going or if um the Chiefs and Pacheco can get it going. But I will give it to the Eagles. Um, I do think that they'll get the win. I think it will be close. I'm hoping for an amazing game. But I think the Eagles will have better clock management and run the clock. Not that Mahomes needs that much to score, but I don't think he has that, like, another player to take the heat off of Kelsey in order to make like a game-winning drive down the field fast. So I'm going to give it to the Eagles on this one. This has definitely been the closest I have been to picking against the Chiefs. Um, I picked the Chiefs to win in the Super Bowl on our mm-hmm. podcast. I picked them to win the Super Bowl last year. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, they weren't the better team than the Eagles last year and they still ended up winning i don't i think this year they are the better team overall they have a better defense a better qb the receivers aren't as good the weapons aren't as good but i'm still picking the chiefs i'm riding with the chiefs patrick mahomes is the greatest to ever do it and he will be by the end of time um i wouldn't be surprised I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles get a revenge game from the Super Bowl because the Chiefs are known for blowing games in the regular season mm-hmm. against teams they previously beat in important games. So I wouldn't be surprised, but I do think the Chiefs are the better football team, and I think they will win this game. Uh, I think it is regular season is different. than the post, Like, if you're asking me postseason, I'd probably pick the Chiefs. But Yeah, I, I get that 100%. Those were our picks, hopefully, um, from last last week's night games or snooze. Um, funny as fuck, too. But hopefully, these night games are a lot better. Um, have some good games lined up. And hopefully, I can come back in the race. I'm down eight, um, and I need to come back fast. But we will definitely be... Uh, tomorrow will definitely be, well, you'll be listening to this tonight. Not tonight, but today, Thursday. So tonight, there will be some parlays out and uh, the first touchdown score. First touchdown score, that's going to be difficult. There's so many people on both teams that can score a touchdown. Um, but we'll have our parlays and our picks out for the night games and for the, the bets for the night games and all that stuff. But make sure you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify Podcasts and everything else that we are out on through RSS. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, and that's where I will be tweeting out that the podcast has dropped and our picks, as well as our bet, our sports bets through FanDuel. Uh, you can follow the Twitter on at DWC2022. And you can follow us on Instagram at Defense Wins Championships 2022. We'll hopefully through the next season and season three, we'll be dropping some clips, um, some edited clips from when we are all, when both of us are on camera talking. 
can't wait for that. That should be interesting to see. It'll be nice to see the facial expressions on the hot takes that we'll have. So thanks again, guys, for listening. And this has been, this will be week 11 going into week 12. NFL season is moving fast. And hopefully we can have a good rest of the season and have some entertainment for you guys. So that is all. We are out. Peace.